All right, goes another episode of Rosenball's betting podcast show. Everyone's in playoff mode. We want to spend some time doing our season outlook for a couple of teams. Uh, and these are teams that are going to get eliminated or soon to be eliminated. So interesting teams out here. We're going to start with the Atlanta Hawks, Atlanta Hawks season outlook. <clears throat> so diagnosing the Hawks, I think one of the most interesting things this team did was a Sadiq Bay deal. You know, now seconds are losing currency in the NBA, particularly if you're a playoff team. It's really not hard to get a pick, you know, plus 40, right? Um, and so I think you're going to get a rotational talent in the 40 to 50 ranges. Kind of absurd. And if you ever like a player in the 40 to 50 range of the draft, it's not hard to get that guy for a future second. So the value of second rounders is just weak. And... So the Hawks picked up Sadiq Bay. That was their big move. There's obviously some rotational moves that, that could happen. Let's do a little debrief on Atlanta the last couple of years. So this happens a lot where like teams overachieve, and then when they overachieve, there's this perception of how good they should be post-overachievement. In the NBA, you kind of actually, if you want to survive as a coach and as a GM and as an organization, you want to progress slowly. You don't want to make sudden shifts. And I think the Hawks... You've seen this before in the NBA where, like, a team take, takes advantage of another club that's kind of like in a disarray and reflection point. Most obvious example for me is when the Pistons played the Lakers in the finals. They won in 04. Um, that Lakers team was looking to, you know, change spots uh, with, you know, Shaq and Kobe obviously having the beef that they had at that point in time. Um, and... I think with the Hawks, the Hawks excelled, um, you know, years ago when they made that conference finals run uh, was also because, you know, Philly was kind of in a disarray. They had that crazy comeback and then, you know, the whole Ben Simmons thing. And I think that that led to that. Right. So they get overrated. They keep McMillan. Part of the reason their success, though, is an important point was decluttering the rotation. If you recall at the time, that a lot of guys, like 12 guys that needed minutes, injuries occurred, it was the right injuries, and they kind of cleared the rotation. So Atlanta then underachieved, and now they, they seem like a perennial 8-9 seed. And they're at least forthright in understanding, like, okay, we got to do some traffic adjustments. Not every team does that, right? Um, a lot of teams, like Minnesota, held on to Towns, I think, for too long, and he's still there, obviously, and Instead of changing him, they change around him, right, to, to accommodate. The Hawks still seem to be doing that, right? The Hawks seem willing, at least, report says, to to move Trey Young. That that takes that's an adult move, right? And like, look, let's talk about Trey. Let's talk about the team. It starts with Trey. Um, question is going to be like, what does this team want to build around? What's Quinn Snyder's goal, and all that? I don't think. You necessarily have to blow things up, okay? There's a lot of talent there, first and foremost, right? So I, I, I am a believer of blowing things up if you have really a fork in the road moment. There's not much more you can do as a team. Like Chicago was a team that should have blown things up, right? And, and commentators said that have said that this past year, and that's probably accurate, right? Like the guys, you know, there's going to be pending free agents that are older, like Vucevic and stuff. Your, your talent is getting older. Your rose is getting older, 
And then, you know, that, that makes sense to blow it up, right? Levine was the guy you could probably move, but eventually that, that value is going to go down. For Atlanta, there's a couple of pieces you still need to figure out, right? So, like the young Murray thing, first and foremost, I don't think that works, right? Like I think, and, I, and I've said this before, you know, part of Murray's shtick, part of what made him interesting in San Antonio was he's a big point guard. And for, you know, other point guards are going to have difficulty. When you have a point guard with that much size, now your whole unit can have that much size, or right? even edge at the point. Um, obviously, like, you need some shooting around him because he's not the best shooter, but he's an improving shooter, and he's a great defender, right? So, you know, he's not such an extreme as, like, a Westbrook or, or Simmons, who are these big, bulkier point guards that defend. He's got some of the size similar to Westbrook, not as athletic, maybe. Westbrook is a crazy athlete. But his offensive game has polished more. Like, okay, now you got to consider, is this a guy I want to rebuild around or not? The problem with happened in Atlanta was now by playing him next to Young, while Murray could play minutes as an off guard or he could play minutes as a wing, he's now playing most of his minutes in that position, right? Because Young is going to play the one. And now that advantage that he had as a one is no longer as much of an advantage because he's playing a ton of minutes next to Trey Young in crunch time. Now, sure, during the regular season, you could stagger them and all that, but I don't think it's a smart idea to have your top two talents not complement each other, okay? Like, you, you know, it's if you're going to be paying those guys that many times, they need to work together, and they should need to play some crunch time minutes together, and obviously in the playoffs, you see this more, right? So the Murray and Young thing don't work for me that way, right? So, like, and now you got to continue peeling that onion, you know, so... You've already dealt all those picks for Murray. I don't think you could rebuild at this point anyway. Like, San Antonio owns your picks. Um, and then the question becomes, well, who do you move amongst those two? So Murray's value is still a little, like, you know, I, I always go back to this is market value versus book value. Um, now, I think you have to accept the fact sometimes as a franchise Sometimes it, there's an addition via subtraction that means it's kind of always getting rid of the player for, for nothingness, but you don't have to necessarily go to that extreme, right? And Trenton, to me, is just, he's so bad defensively. And I think there's a huge advantage now with the, with the NBA shifting towards defense, right? Shooting is still paramount, don't get me wrong, but defense is gaining more and more important. The young factor is a domino impact, because now if you have young it's very hard to have another player in that unit that's not stellar defensively, let alone okay defensively, stellar defensively. So look at two of the guys, John Collins and Bagdanovich, right? John Collins, has value has continued to diminish, and the Hawks have always tried to trade him, and they've always tried to get decent value for him, and it hasn't happened, right? Because people know his limitations. Um, now, do I still think they should trade John Collins? Sure, but... Collins is going to look worse. He looks worse next to Young because now you have to play Collins on the forward. You have to play Collins next to Capella or Kungo. You can't play him a little bit of the small ball five, but it could be useful because he's not great defensively. But now with Young, he looks way worse defensively because now everyone has to kind of go up an arc, right? Like Collins needs to be your second worst defender. Or third, you know, he's got to be a decent defender in that unit. That's just not him. So all these guys are trying to overcompensate for Young, and you now need to attract, you know, just extreme defensive talent to overcompensate for him, and that, that hurts you in the other end. Um, 
So, so that really kills me with, with Young a little bit, you know. And Bogey, you know, Bogdanovich is the same way, right? Bogdanovich was hurt for a while, came on super strong in the second half, and they couldn't take full advantage because other teams are going to attack them both defensively. Bogey can hold his own if he's the fourth or fifth, um, you know, worst defender in a unit. But if he's the fourth or fifth worst defender, and Young's, or he's the fourth worst defender, I should say, right, and Young's the worst defender, it's a whole different ballgame. Right, I mean, he's going towards the Isaiah Thomas, you know, Kemba Walker territory here, where you look at what happened in Boston. Something's the better when unloading those guys. Um, so that's one factor. Now, if you ask me who you could build a contender more easily route around, I would think Young, as a talent, is an easier guy to build a contender around. But I just think with Murray already there, he's the guy that has to go. Um, now look, he, he's owners rule this league, and owners are going to look at that situation uh, and and say, and accurately so, right? They're going to say, look, look, you know, getting a guy like Young, I mean, it's a box office hit. Um, there's just so much they could end up doing, marketing a team. So a lot of teams are going to look at Trey Young and be very interested in him, and I think they can get good value for him, right? I think when you look at his, like, new ownerships, um, some other unique situations. So I'm going to throw out a couple of interesting tidbits here. You know, I'm, these aren't, like, trade ideas, but teams that could be interested in him, right? So first you have a slew of desperate teams. Okay, so these are teams that, you know, have already made their all-in move, um, have disappointed, Okay. So there are looking at a few teams. Um, Chicago, right? Like, you could probably get a couple of pieces there. And they've underrated talent, right? Like, you have guys like Caruso, Levine, Patrick Williams. There's some interesting things there. Minnesota's another one, right? You know, I, I don't... If they're, if, again, do they do a deal to move towns? To me, that sounds a little... Uh, just swap of the problem, if you will. Right, because I'm not a huge fan of Towns either. Um, just something to consider. Right, again, you have Towns and Hunter together. That's that's something with Murray there. I just think you basically became the same exact team. So you're not, you're not different enough for me. Um, and the other one I would look out for is New Orleans. The Pelicans to me are really interesting. Uh, you got Zion kind of floating around. Um, you know, do you... You, you can become the New Orleans of the East, essentially. Are the, are, do the Pelicans have Zion fatigue, if you will? Um, could there be something there, right? So those are some of the desperate teams to look at. Then you've got other teams that I think are going to go deep in the playoffs, and they're going to feel like, okay, we're kind of a piece away. Um, what, do we do? what do we do here? Let's look at some of those teams. So I'm going to start at a, at a crazy top here. I want this to be my big reveal, but just this is not going to happen. I'm not going to uh, wait on this thought. The Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns disappoint early in the playoffs. Taping this, still in the first round. The Suns disappoint early. Um, they just got a new owner. I could see them wanting to double down. Now you might ask, like, dude, what are they going to move? 
I mean, the only guy I'm curious on that team is Devin Booker, right? So I think they'd probably want to give that a shot. I, I, I doubt there's anything there. Outside of him, there's nothing that seems worthwhile. So that, that's next um, completely. You know, are there... Is there anybody else that, that can make a jump here that's really going to give you value? So, you know, look, you have your... I mean, the other, the other teams, you know, they're going to have picks and... You know, does it give you anything really interesting, right? Does OKC make a gamble now? I think it's a little too early for OKC. Toronto's looking to take a step back. Um, so I don't see, you know, the other teams. There's other four-pick deals that you look at. There's nothing intriguing. Dallas is a, te- is a team that can offer four picks. That's not good value from there. So... You know, the only problem I see is, is basically just going to be, you know, weak, these weak teams that don't have a lot of, uh, you know, value coming back. So I like this, this quandary with Young. And I would have weighed on it, right? Because, like, I think what we've seen is, like, the value could... could uh, you know, go could diminish real fast, real fast in the NBA. Um, so I'd recommend they pull the trigger on something. And for me, I think the two teams that are going to stand out is Chicago or Minnesota. I do. Um, and if I'm, and I try to go crazy. Now, if I'm Atlanta, my target, and I was going to sound crazy, like eight times you're, you're you're, you're on something here. Uh, it's going to be Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is my target. And I'm not going to knock Minnesota. I don't think they're silly enough necessarily. But, like, you know, things weren't as cheery as they should have been uh, there. And I think they're going to want a quick win. And to give them a talent like, like Trey Young. And the question is, like, what else do you add to that deal? Right? Is, is Rudy Gobert seen as a negative? Can you unload him? In a trade, right? Does who's got more value, Gobert or Capella? I mean, I do whatever I can to make that happen. That swap—that's the first thing I look at. Assuming I can't do that, I don't think I'm touching Towns. I just—it's the same thing. Let's say you swapped it. Let's say you swapped Young for Towns, or you did—you know, Young and uh, Capella. You kept Capella, right? I mean, like, what are you doing with Capella? Let's just say it's Young and Capella for. Towns and Conley. Okay, so Conley because your backup point guard. Great, your back, your point guard slot is, is sold, and you go throw Towns, you know, Collins or Towns. It's just not, just nothing happens in that deal. There's nothing. Um. So the other point is, do you, do you just unload Young, let let the youth go, and, and then you you. So that's another option, right? So another option, just said differently, is going after the picks. So. Look, you could do something, um, you know, New York had all those first. You could do Young to Dallas, let's say. So Dallas just got Kyrie, obviously, or, or three-way with Levine, right? You could, And he could add some pieces back. So I could see the following move. I could see, I'll throw this concept out there. Um, Young goes to Chicago. Levine goes to Dallas. Uh, the Hawks also get 
Hawks will take Tim Hardaway Jr. and four Dallas first-rounders, right? Um, and they'll take a few swaps in that deal. So let's take one of these, like, four-pick, two-swap type deals with whoever, Dallas or Chicago. You're Atlanta, you're thinking future. So Young's just gone. You got Hardaway Jr., it's pretty much just a replacement wing coming back. Okay, let's see you get Caruso in that deal from Chicago. So that's, that's not bad. That's interesting. Um, and let's see you get uh, Patrick Williams. And, you know, A.J. Griffin goes to uh, Chicago. Okay, something, something floating around here. Um, the question to me then, now obviously you should probably try to move Collins or whatever. So you got Jalen Johnson. Um, so now, now actually that's an interesting scenario because now if I'm Atlanta, I could argue, I don't know if I got that much worse. You know, I could still roll with Murray, same team. Murray, Bogey, um, let's just say, you know, Hunter, uh, Collins, Capella. It's pretty much the same team off the bench. So my bench got a lot better. I got Caruso. I got Hardway. I got Patrick Williams. Um, I got Jalen Johnson. And I got Kungo. It's, it's a good time in rotation. Should compete for a plan. And I have all these picks, right? Now you do that. Now you got to ask yourself, like, okay, what's the next evolution of that, right? Like, you know, so... My problem with Atlanta, I think, is, like, a lot of the identity needs to change. I think they need to get better defensively. Like, look at the talent. You're like, why is this team not as good? You know, they, they, they should be better. Talent is there. What's going on? And for me, what's going on is it's offensive talent. It's not defensive talent. People are, they're all overrated because they all look good offensively. And if you create a situation where you got better defensively, I think... That would that would do it, right? And yeah, I, I would I would just unload Young, get the picks, and then rebuild my team defensively. And I think calls another guy just to kind of yeah, for lack of a better term, I just get rid of him, right? And I and I find another way to get either picks or two-way defenders, and then I start slowly, you know, restructuring my team around. Know, defense first a little bit. Um, so that's that's one thought. I don't think it's the O, right? So now the other, I think you, you need to consolidate a little bit if you're Atlanta. So the other big thing for the Hawks is they have too many fours, right? So Hunter's really a four. Collins a four. Um, Jalen Johnson a four, right? So if I'm Atlanta and I want to get younger, which could be an interesting play here, um, I need to, yeah, I, I, I need to move, I need to move some of these power forwards in this move. Another team to look at is Brooklyn. Brooklyn just got the four picks from Phoenix. Okay, a lot of people going after Mikel Bridges. Now, Brooklyn, it's a quick, I don't think Brooklyn does. I think Brooklyn wants to rebuild the right way. So I don't think they even do it, but I think you could do Young for Bridges, Dinwiddie, and a few of those firsts, but... I don't think Brooklyn's interested, right? So, in the end, I need to get better defensively. Um, I want to create, like, a team that scores in the low 100s. Uh, doesn't put up a lot, and, and that would be my Atlanta Hawk plan. Yeah, and I think I go for the picks. I figure it out later. I don't force it, right? Like, I think, you know, I, I look at 
I probably get the, the picks from Chicago or Dallas. I'll take I'll take advantage of Dallas. Dallas thinks they're gonna win with Levine, they're scared of the Lucas situation. Keep giving me your picks, right? So I think I could do that deal. I think Chicago does it. Chicago moves Levine and two swaps. I think it hurts everybody around it and benefits um, benefits Atlanta. I would take advantage of Dallas. Let Dallas get Levine, that's the deal. I do three with Chicago and Dallas, just get the picks. Again, you know, Hardway or Caruso. Hardway is not really an offensive first guy. I'd probably keep E.J. Griffin in that deal. So said differently, let me say the deal a little differently, right? So it's basically going to be the Mavericks move Hardway for first. Four unprotected, gorgeous first-round picks. The Bulls, I want to get a couple firsts out of the Bulls. The Bulls move Levine in two firsts, right? I get one swap from both. So now I'm getting six first-round picks in this deal. Now you're going to tell me, like, you know, do you really want to, what do you do with all these picks? I think the picks are used at midseason, small acquisitions, tweak it up. Let me get Caruso in that deal. Let me get Hardaway Jr. in that deal. Um, I don't think I need Patrick Williams. I have Adrian Griffin, right? So I do that. And then separately, I do a college trade. Uh, if you put me on the spot to ask me, you know, which one, who, or whatever, I don't know. I, it could be, you know, Boston comes to mind, but they have no picks to move. Um, Indiana, maybe. They need a power forward for, for a bit. Um, I review them. I've been basically moving calls to get a, a couple of other firsts. I don't know. i got to find out if they're late future ones. And I'm just clearing the deck, if you will. Um, I think there'll be teams that'll be interested in taking a Collins. Can I get can I get two firsts for Collins? Right. I don't know uh, you know that I can, but I gotta figure someone's willing to to do that, right? Like uh and the Phoenix Suns come to mind a little bit. They don't have any firsts though, they just moved it. Fine. Portland could be another one, right? I'm moving Collins. Collins, I'm moving for first. But if I could get six first for Young, kind of explain how, I, I think that's that's possible. Six or five first from teams that I think are going to take advantage of them. I, I would let them just downfall. Um, but still have first to move. Again, Chicago owes Orlando still. And look at what Orlando did. Orlando's now on the right track. Yeah, I'm doing that move. And then I'm still like a a play-in talent team. Let Murray continue to develop. Let him continue to cook. And, uh, yeah, really take it from there. I don't, I don't see any concerns here uh, with such a move. That's that's what I do. So, I don't need Levine. I don't need these pieces. Give me the current team. I probably start our A.J. Griffin. And honestly, like, I think I move everybody. Now that I'm thinking about it, I keep Hunter... Keep the young guys. I try to move one piece by one. So obviously Young's the big guy to fall. We get the five first back and build around Murray. Murray's still young. Then I move. Um, I, I look. I gotta see what's out there for Capella because I want Okungo to start. So I keep doing these moves where I trade a guy and get like a younger guy and a backup. So yeah, Bogey's another guy I look to move. Bogey Collins. 
um, a Capella, and Young. I try to move those four. Completely trade them. And it's not a knock on them. They just have good value, right? So, I don't know. I could, I could scour around to see what it is, but, like, if I'm going to... And I just try to compile all these firsts coming in. If I can get five to six firsts for Young, one to two for Collins, um, you know, one to two for Bogey, one to two for Capella, and I can roll with my Young unit, my Young core, basically... Um, Murray, you know, maybe I get some young two back, but I have Murray, Griffin, Hunter, Akungo, Jalen Johnson off the bench. I, I feel I feel pretty good about that. Those are going to be developing talents. Let the young guys continue to develop. I'll even let Sadiq Bay play. Okay? Like, I don't think it's a bad option. Murray's going to still keep me competitive. I'm still going to get these first-rounders. And then, let's say I can move up in the draft. Like, I don't know, it just opens up possibilities for me. So let's move off Young. We do the Young deal. Let's see, like, are there other teams that would be interested in some of these guys? Um, yeah, so Collins, I, I got to think, like, there's going to be, I got I to think, Miami would be interested in Collins, right? They have their first. That, that's a... Destination. I would try to get Nikola Jovic in that first for Collins. That's kind of like Bogey Bogdanovich value. I could get at least that for Collins. I could probably get two firsts for Collins for Miami. Miami, boom, two firsts, done. Bogey. Let me get Nikola Jovic in that deal. Fine. Just take a flyer. Right? So Jovic at two firsts. Duncan Robinson's, you know, contract, whatever. It's okay. Bogey Bogdanovich. Um, Charlotte would be interested in him, right? Um, I don't really like anything from Charlotte, but, you know, they would be. How close can I get to Charlotte's pick? If Charlotte, you know, drops down in the draft, can I do Capello, Bogdanovich, and, and try to sneak up and get a pick? Um, if not, Washington is there. Johnny Davis has finally played a little bit better, right? Do they move Beal to the one? Can I take Denny Avadja and... You know, a few firsts from the Wiz. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to me. Um, there's going to be teams out there for these guys. Right? There's a shooter. I post on a real GM or something. There's got to be. But if I could just get rid of the vets that are no longer improving. Right? I have these young guys. Let me see what a Kungo could do. Kungo, let me give him 30 minutes a night. Hunter, now, let's, let's, let's feature him a little bit. He'd be the second or third usage guy. Like, I think those guys become a lot... I think Okungo becomes, like, a top 15 center. Top 10. He's got that talent. Right? Murray's my stabilizer. Right? Now I got Hardway Jr. Chuck of three, so he's spacing a little bit. Adrian Griffin is going to get more minutes. He, he's spacing. If I go into the season next year, and let's say I did that young deal, and my starting unit is Murray, Hardway... Griffin, Hunter, Akugo, I'm happy. And then some rookies and picks. Probably ecstatic. So, I don't know, let's see. That's the, that's the move I hope they do.